we're in a series right now, and uh, how dare I interrupt that series, but this message will go right along with the series of um, the church, soul battles, and deliverance. Okay, the church being those who are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay, the church are those who live the life. The church are the children who have been called out of darkness into the father's household. They have been matured in the kingdom, and now they represent his light. Now they represent his salt. Just because you said, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, does not make you a part of the church. It makes you a child, but to be a part of the church, you have to impact. Say impact. The next one being soul deliverance, soul battles. Now, we have soul battles because of ignorance, not knowing what the scripture says, not knowing what is expected of us. Okay, then there's the soul battle of disobedience when we know what the scripture says. And the Bible says that the ways of a transgressor are hard. But we have these soul battles because the father has an ultimate plan for us, a predestined purpose. Which brings me to deliverance. Deliverance, it means to bring to safety. It means to preserve. When the Bible said that he called us, he pulled us, he translated us, he removed us from the kingdom of darkness and he brought us into the kingdom of his son. That was deliverance. Now the issue becomes us keeping our mind where he brought us to. So on today, the title of the teaching is the, the premeditation of Christmas. The premeditation of Christmas. Now, pre premeditated, it means to meditate or to think on a thing before you engage. It means to think out or plan beforehand. It deals with calculations, with mapping out, with scheming out, with having intentions. It speaks of blueprints and contemplating things, devising plans. All we have to do I don't have the scripture up here, but we should know this by heart. All we have to do to look at the premeditation of Christmas is simply look at John 3.16. Now, it's not up there. Y'all should know that already. Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That was premeditated. He so loved the world, those who were not for him, those who were totally against him. He so loved the world that he devised a plan that he would send his son. And that if we believed on him, we wouldn't perish. If we believed on him, we wouldn't perish. But instead, we will have eternal life. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift. Come on. Say Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. The gift of God is what? 
eternal life. He premeditated a plan that will give you an eternal relationship with him. He premeditated this thing. So all we have to do is accept it, Benjamin. That's it. We just have to accept it. Walk it out. The Bible says that that whoever believe in him, he didn't say whoever has faith. He didn't say if you agree with me. He didn't say that if if um, if you understand that the spirit realm created the natural realm, that if you understand that the unseen created the, the seen, that if you understand that the invisible created the thing that is invisible, he didn't say that. He That's faith. He said, if you believe, which means I have to walk out the lifestyle. I have to rely on the scriptures. I have to depend on the word. I have to make sure that my conduct aligns with his truth, with his word. It was premeditated. He premeditated Christmas. Now, we all know that. But I wanna, what I want to do for you on today is I want to walk you through some scriptures so you can have some content to teach, on your, to teach it for yourself. Amen? Our first passage of scripture is familiar to this series. Uh, Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to do verses 13 through 17. And it reads, Now when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples. That's important. Who do people, he's asking his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? Can I get a little more volume on my mic? Who do people say? He wanted to know who people said. He's talking to his disciples, his students, his pupils. He wanted to know what do people say that the son of man is. And they said, some say John the Baptist others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he turned to them and he said to them, but who do you yourselves say that I am? Simon Peter answered. He was talking to all of them, right? Simon Peter answered, as he always does. Most of the time he get it wrong, but he got this one right. Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Now, after Peter gets this revelation, Jesus says to him that flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Now, this is important because the whole conversation was a question of who do people say the son of man is and who do you say I am? Peter got the revelation of who the son of man is versus who the son of God is. He got the revelation that Christ say Christ was a spirit and Jesus was a body. Jesus was testing them to see if they see if he if they saw that. He wanted to know who do people say that I am. They equated him with John the Baptist. They equated with him with men that they had heard about or that they had seen. But then he wanted to know who do you say that I am. 
And he said, you are the Christ. You are the son, say the son, of the living God. Now, you have the son of man, and then you have the son of the living God. Say God is a spirit. Now, John 4, 24 says God is a spirit. So if God is a spirit, his children have to be what? Spirit. They can't be natural beings. So he wanted to see if they had this revelation because if they don't have this revelation, they will never understand, watch this, Christmas. So Peter got the revelation. Now let's look at Paul's revelation. Romans 8, chapter 2. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. Verse 3, it says, for what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did it. God did. He saw that. He saw that the law was weak. Okay, he saw... He saw that the law was weak through the flesh. He saw that we could not obey him. So it said that God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. So Paul got the revelation. He says, for what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did it. How did he do it? He sent his son. He sent his son in the likeness of flesh. The flesh was not his son. The spirit was his son. Now, this was premeditated. He sent his son from heaven, but he sent his son in a body. Now, this was premeditated. Now, let's look at another one of Paul's. Revelations, Galatians 4 and 4 and 5. It says, but when the fullness of time came, God sent his own son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. This was premeditated. It says, but when the fullness of time came, God sent his son, born of a woman. Why does Paul separate those? Because he needs us to separate those. He needs us to have an understanding of what God sent and what was born. He needs us to have an understanding of, of who Jesus was in the physical plus who he was in the spirit because he did not come to give us who he was in the physical. He came to give us who he was in the spirit. Say God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you have to know more about, than about Jesus because Jesus does not represent the worship of the spirit. Christ represents the worship of the spirit. Christ was God's son. Jesus was the son of Mary. Jesus was the son of man. How do I know that? Because he died. And God can't die. You can't kill God. 
Romans chapter 1 said that, he, that we, we now know that he's the son of God because he got back up, because he got back up into that body. It was because he got it back into the body. It was because the resurrection that we knew that he was the son had he died on that cross, but he didn't get up. And so the scripture says that he sent his son born of a woman. Born under the law. For the premeditated purpose of redeeming us so that we could receive the adoption, so that we could be his children. This is premeditated. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I've heard it about five times already this morning. It says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. The ch a child will be born, who are we talking about? Come on, say it loud. Say it loud. Jesus. But a son will be given. Christ. He didn't give us Jesus. He gave us Christ. Jesus was the ransom. He was a propitiation. He was the lamb. Christ wasn't the lamb. Christ was the lion. Jesus was the sacrifice. Christ was the son. He was the seed. He, he is who we will receive once we accepted what Jesus did on the cross. It was premeditated. Amen? All right, here we go. This is going to seal the deal. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. This is why... When Christ came into the world, when did he come into the world? In the beginning was the word. <laughs> and the word was with God and the word was God. And all things were created through the word. And without the word, nothing was created. Then it said in verse 12 that the word became flesh. That's when Christ came into the world. You got to see this. It says, when Christ came into the world, he said to God, this is a spiritual communication. This is a spiritual conversation. It didn't say Jesus said to God. It said when Christ came into the world, Christ, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. He's having a conversation with his, his father. He said, you didn't want animal sacrifices. You didn't want sin offerings. So what you did was me being Christ, your son, the spirit being, you gave me a body. How did he do that? Born of a woman. Sinful flesh. The Bible said he had to be he had to be just like us in all forms in order for him to be our high priest. There can be no difference from me from me and you than Jesus. If there is, it disqualifies him from being our high priest. Which means he, we can't go into the holies of holies. So this is important. Amen. This was premeditated. He said you prepared a body for me. 
Verse 6, he says, you were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Verse 7, he's still having a conversation. He said, then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. What is written? Unto us a child will be born and a son will be given. What is written to us? Emmanuel, that God will be with us. What is his will? That he have children. This has to sink into our mind that the only reason why this Bible exists is because God wanted to be a father. He's not interested in being God. He was God before he said, let there be light. He was God before he created anything. He has no end. He has no beginning. He's God all by himself. He didn't create the Bible, the planet, and the earth just so we can say, so we can tell him how great he is. He wanted a family. He wanted to be a father. It was premeditated. This was premeditated. Just like you with your children. Come on. Whether you thought you was planning, oh, come on, we're going to talk about all that, but whether you thought you was planning it out or not, you was, <laughs> it, was, it was some premeditated actions going on, and, and, and all of a sudden now, <laughs> I'm pregnant. Verse 8, first Christ said, you got to listen to this, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them. <laughs> this is Christ talking. This is the one who said, I know my father and nobody else knows him. He said, you didn't even want that. So watch this. It says, though they are required by the law of Moses. So the premeditation of Christmas was that he wanted us, but he never wanted the law. Moses was not supposed to exist. He never wanted Moses. Moses was not predestined. He was not predestined to be a deliverer. The law was not predestined. The ceremonies was not predestined. The building of the temples was not predestined. He decided he did never wanted to live in anything made with human hands. The plan was always what? To live in us. It was premeditated. Verse 9. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. What is his will? That he, that he, that he give him his family back. He wants his children back. He says, look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second covenant into effect. That's his will, that the first covenant be canceled, that we don't talk about it no more. <laughs> that we get rid of the gospel of Moses. And we look to the gospel of Christ Jesus. Because truth be told, the first covenant that he made was not 
premeditated. The first covenant was not premeditated. He was never, Benjamin, supposed to make a covenant Ola, with men. God never wanted a covenant with men. He wanted a, the parental covenant. This says that the only reason why Akira is sitting here right now is because of me and her covenant. The decision we made. The only reason why we are here now is because of the covenant that the father has with himself. We don't have a covenant with him. We, we don't have a covenant with him. The covenant is that he has is with himself. He made the oath and the promise. He, he could swear by nobody greater, so he swore by himself. Just so he can anchor our soul to let him know, I made this covenant with myself. All y'all have to do is what? Accept it. Walk in it. Participate. Watch this. Believe. Verse 10. Here we go. It's going to get good now. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all times. God's will. Now, this was premeditated. Because God can't die. So he needed a body. So he sent his son born of a woman. He sent his, his son in, in flesh. I don't know why we think that, that, that his son was in heaven named Jesus. We think that. We think that God's son in heaven was named Jesus. Like, he, like, like it was he, the only plan he ever had for him was for him to die. No. That ain't why he exists. So it says, for God's will, for God's will, for God's will. How many of y'all here got a will? <laughs> so this was his will. He left a will. And the will said that he wanted us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ, which means until this took place, the will could never be read. So let's read the will. Revelations chapter 5, verse 9. And they sang a new song. Say a new song. A new song, huh? They got ready to read the will. They sang a new song. It says, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Because you were slaughtered. And you purchased people for God by your blood. We reading the will now. <laughs> from every tribe and language and people and nation. 
This was premeditated. We're looking in the book of Revelations. <laughs> this is a revelation. He who knows the end of a thing before the beginning is revealing to you what he wanted the whole time. Why? So you can have faith. So you don't lose hope. This was premeditated. Verse 10. You made them a kingdom and priests to our God. And they will reign on earth. This was premeditated. What is the will of God for my life? Hmm. Verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne and also the living creatures and of the elders. Their numbers were countless thousands plus thousands of thousands. They said with a loud voice, verse 12, worthy is the lamb who was slain, who was slaughtered, who was killed, who was maimed, who was murdered, to receive, let's stay right there, to receive. Worthy is the lamb, Jesus, who was slaughtered to receive Christ. Now, why is this important that he received this? Because we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If he don't receive it, we can't have it either. So the moment he receives power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings, it began to be ours too. It now became ours also. This was premeditated. The lamb was slaughtered to receive the inheritance. So that us being joint heirs with him would be able to receive it with him. This is the sevenfold blessing. This is the sevenfold inheritance. This is what you have a right to. This is the purpose of Christmas. Say Merry Christmas. Say Merry Christmas, Abba. This is the gift you should be thanking him for every single day of your life. That he gave his son so that you could receive power. So that you could receive riches. While you're trying to get it yourself, it's an inheritance. So you could receive wisdom. You ain't got to think about, you ain't got to depend on your education. So you could receive strength. And the strength only happens when you're weak. So you could receive honor. So you mean to tell me our father wants us to be honored. So you could receive glory. So you could receive blessings. This is the gift that keeps on giving. So the premeditation of Christmas is the massacre of the physical body of Christ, Jesus. To build the spiritual body of Christ, the church. I'm going to read that again. The premeditation of Christmas 
is the massacre of the physical body of Christ, Jesus, to build the spiritual body of Christ, the church. To make us a kingdom and priest to reign on earth and to receive all things that were predestined for us to have. This is the premeditation of Christmas. The premeditation of Christmas is that this is his plan. We just accept it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the fact that he predestined us to an inheritance. He predestined us to be his children. He predestined us to be sons of God. There's a difference. He predestined us, predestined us to accept the adoption. He predestined us to be holy and blameless before him. He predestined us to receive the kingdom. Jesus said the father prepared this before the foundation of the world. He did this before the foundation of the world. That's why I say you have to fall in love with the word, not the Bible. You have to fall in love with the word, not the Bible. You need to understand what was the predestined purpose and the plan of the father before he said, let there be light. The Rima was extracted from the logos. He didn't want the law. The law was taken from heaven. That's why Moses went up the mountain. He went up the mountain, representing the spirit realm, got the laws. They can only handle 10. <laughs> when he came back, he brought 10. They can only handle the 10. He, he went up to the Father, got 10 laws from heaven when, when there's really a... Uh, Thousands, ain't thousands. You talking about where in the Ten Commandments it says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. <laughs> but then Jesus comes up on the scene and said, It's adultery if you even think. He couldn't govern their minds. Why? Because they didn't have the seed. Seek first. What? The kingdom of what? Because you can seek the kingdom of darkness. You can seek the kingdom of darkness, so you, you had to be, make that known. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things. That's a premeditated plan. That's premeditated. He's telling you what to do to get it. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Why? Because that's your new nature. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, it's not up there. It says that he rescued us from darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son. Why would he bring us into the kingdom of his son? Because we are now his children. He brought us into the kingdom in which he wanted us to reside. He removed us from darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son so that we could reside as children. My 
Our last scripture. Colossians 3, chapter 3. For you died to this life, your physical life. You died. We're supposed to be dead. We talked about that with blessings. You want to know if you're blessed? Yes, if heaven is reading your eulogy. If heaven is reading your eulogy and they're looking at you and saying, he is dead in Christ. She is dead in Christ. That's when he releases the blessings. So he says, for you, for you died to this life. And your real life, y'all paying attention? And your real life, Mahogany, you see this? And your real life, so some of us ain't in our real life. Some of us are in a counterfeit life. Some of us are not in the predestined life. Some of us, watch this, still have not opened our Christmas present. Some of us still have the old life, still holding on to it. We still have not unwrapped the present. We're still looking at the box with the bow on it. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ. <laughs> with Christ in God. This is important. It is hidden with Christ. That speaks to two things. One, DNA. Two, his body. Let's deal with the latter, his body. His body is his family. If Christ is the head of the church and we are the body, family. Meaning that everything that he has for us is in us operating, Shanika, in his body. There is no blessing for us outside of his body. This is why we practice righteousness. This is why we fellowship. Because there are no blessings outside of his body. The blessings are for the church. It's for those who are dead with him. And right now I'm sitting up here teaching. And I promise y'all that my head and my body are in the same place. Come on. He said, I go to prepare a place that where I am, you may be also. He went to the right hand of the Father and he sat down so that you would be there also. It's premeditated. You are supposed to live your life in his body because that's where the blessings is. That's where your real life is. That's why I hear people, you don't have to come to church, but well, then you, 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 until you do, you can't get your real life. <laughs> you can't get your real life. Then the second part is the DNA. And this is important for us to know. Why? Because this is how he speaks. Gone are the days where we say the Lord said and we didn't include his body in his DNA. So he said, make that decision and he didn't incorporate his body. I've had people come to me and tell me, he told me to marry such and such, and they marry and they lead a church. He didn't tell you to do that, because everything he tells you to do, he tells you to do according to his body. He cares that you are an example to the person sitting to your left and right. He said, be light, be salt. He's talking about his body. 
His body is the ambassadors. His body is the royal priests, the chosen generation, those called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And now they're going to show forth the excellencies, the excellencies of him that have called them. This is his body. Then when it comes to his DNA, he only speaks to his DNA. So there's nothing he ever told you to do or he would tell you to do that does not first involve love. We can't say that we have heard his voice and we didn't hear him say love. This is why the Bible tells us to what? Have the mind of Christ. You have to have the mind of Christ because he's the head to the body. <laughs> you a hand at best, a toenail, whatever you want to be. A vein, whatever you want, an elbow. I don't know what you want to be, but whatever it is, it ha your, your function has to come from what the head is doing. It has to. He said, my peace will I give you. What you got? You got peace? If you don't, then you're not in your real life. I give you my joy. He gave us his life. Say Merry Christmas. So the premeditation of Christ is that Christ, the spirit, God's son, because God is what? A spirit took on the body of Jesus to be massacred. That's why he could tell you to deny yourself, pick up your cross, then you can follow me. You can't be in my body and you don't have a cross. You can't be in my body and you have not denied yourself. That's impossible. It's impossible for you to be attached to me and I got these marks on my hand and you have none. <laughs> it's impossible. He said, just like I got persecuted, mm -hmm. just like they talked about me, mm -hmm. if you are part of my body, they're going to persecute you. The blessing comes when you love it. So the premeditation of Christmas is that Christ, the spirit, the son of God, took on the body of Jesus to be massacred, to be murdered to be executed. He took it on in the Garden of Gethsemane. Is there another way? No. Let your will be done. You're going to find yourself in that same situation. Is there another way? No. Let him talk about you. Let him keep the money. Come on. They don't know what they're doing. That's what Jesus said on the cross. They mocked him. They said, you can save everybody else. Why can't you save yourself? He said, Father, they don't know what they're doing. That got, you got to put that in your conversation. Sometimes you just got to look at people and say, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's a slight way of forgiving them. They don't know what they're doing. I hear what they're saying, how they act, how they respond. Truth be told is, they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. He knew about the call and still accepted it. He said it, didn't he? He said, you wanted me to have a body to offer, and he still accepted it. We can't accept... Mm, 
whatever it is. I don't know what just hit you. Can you accept it? He knew it was premeditated. This is premeditated murder. He sent his son from heaven to earth to be murdered so that you and I could receive an inheritance, could be adopted, could have the blessing so that all things could belong to us. He knew it and he did it because he wanted us to have. Amen. That's enough to worship alone. That's enough to praise alone. Let us pray.